The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan Brand Unis during my time. Now, you can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham is spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Alex Meacham. You can find me on Snapchat, Big Meach 41 And thanks to my producer, the Honorable Stu Holt. I'm on TikTok. No videos, though. Just a creeper. On TikTok, at Alex Meacham 41 I'd like to bring in now my producer, Stu Holt. Stu, how you doing? I'm doing very good. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Are you ever not doing good or very good? Or we just we teeter between good and very good? Well, good and very good. There's levels to good, but at the end of the day, it's all good. So w- what are the levels of good? Like, is that by your how you the tone well, of how you say it? Well, you have good, and then you have very good, but very good is almost like a substitute for great, but we keep it good. Okay. So good, very good. And then the tone says a lot as well. How many O's in the good? Mm, see, that's good. Mm. That's a good question. It depends. A regular good is, you know, you got good, then you got good. That's about three O's. Then you got good. And that's when it's. That's when it's, that's when it's almost very good, but then you got very good. I understand. That, that tops off. I have yeah. a better understanding now. I tell see. you what's not good. Mm. What's not good are these fans right now in sports. So, you know, we've gone through this pandemic, been in a quarantine. Fans haven't been allowed. We've had the NBA bubble and and very low attendance at sporting events. Now they're opening things back up. I know they have the vaccinated versus non-vaccinated sections. They have, you know, some stadiums have full capacity now. Just this week, I was very disturbed by some things that I saw. Let's take a trip to New York City, Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are playing the Hawks. Mm. Trey Young is balling. So Nick fans, being Nick fans, you know, they want to make him the villain, which he's one of the nicest kids. Like, mm-hmm. of all villains, that's like a, a bad villain. But I, I get it. But they cross the line. They start chanting, F Trey Young. And I'm not talking about 10 people. I'm not talking about 15 drunk college students. I'm talking about an entire arena of adults. Mm. I mean, it was so loud that I think, I want to say Jimmy, I think Jim Jackson was doing the game. He was the color on the game. And he just started laughing like, this is unreal. Wow. And then a fan spit towards Trey Young. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I saw it on social media. I was like, wow. I was like, man, they've really... But you know, what I think it is, I think COVID has a lot to do with it. I think uh, with fans returning, I think people are just getting a little too excited, getting a little bit too hyped up. They've been quarantined They've been quarantined, and now they're out here just, you know, turning up, and it's like, you got to calm down. got to calm down. And and, and the gentleman that spit... Well, I say the gentleman loosely. I shouldn't even call him a gentleman, but the Mm. person that spit towards Trey Young, he spit over 50 Cent in... 
I guess the young lady he brought to the game. Did oh, you wow. see that? No, I didn't see that. Fifty was Fifty was sitting there. Mm. Now, the female that was with Fifty, I believe she was with Fifty. Um, she even like jumped back, mm. and I'm surprised Fifty didn't do something about it because. Right, spit like over as as tough and as gangster as he right. as he portrays on IG well, and as far Twitter. as we know, we don't know as that. Far as, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but but okay, so I, I've given you the example at Madison Square Garden. Let's take it to the Wizards game. Russell West, Westbrook gets hurt, mm. has to go back to the locker room, and he's going back. They're playing the Sixers, right? They're in Philly, and Philly fans are known for being over the top and crazy and super passionate. As he's making his way back to the locker room. A fan dumps popcorn mm-hmm. on, on Russ's head. Now, of all the people you don't want to mess with right. in the NBA, Russ has to be top five of maybe he's not phys- you know, physically he's big, but he's not maybe the physically the toughest. But that that dude's crazy. Yeah. I, I think we all know Russ is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think when you saw that? Well, when I saw that, I was just like, wow, you know. I mean, you gotta think about it. He's he's hurt. Right. He's already frustrated. <laughs> right. And now you're going to just pour some popcorn on him. <laughs> you know how much... You, you, who wouldn't snap when somebody does that? Right. You know, you're already frustrated. You're in pain. You got to walk back. And now you're like, what was that? It's popcorn. That's a great point because it'd be different if, let's say, Rust is dropped 50, they win, and he's going back to the locker room, and a Philly fan is pissed off that he just beat his 76ers, and he goes, here's some popcorn. No. Right. Russ is hurt. He's hurt. He can't finish the game. Exactly. And you dump butter popcorn on his head. So apparently that fan in Philly, the fan in New York, have been banned from, I believe, and and hopefully I'm right on this, they're banned from not only Knicks and Philly games, but they're banned from the arena for events, so meaning if there's a concert there or some sort of event. Now I don't know how they, I don't know how you regulate that. That's what I was. That's what I've been thinking this whole time. Like, how do you? If, if my friend buys tickets, right, and I he gives me one of the tickets, I'm in. And, and how do you? I mean, how do you know? Like, if you're taking the tickets, how do you know that's that that's the person, John Smith? Exactly. You don't. Right. He could have like a little disguise, a little fake mustache. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they have pictures anyway, right? They don't have like the people taking the tickets don't have like a picture of everybody that's been banned. I don't I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't Maybe either. that's just, you know, kind of talk to make people feel. feel. That's I, I, I personally think that I think they need to do something further about that. Cause cause let me let me say this. Mm-hmm. If you look at athletes as kind of protected people right we look at them as protected people um what's the difference between what that fan did to a player let's say that a person in public did that to a police officer Mm. like let's say there's a police officer there and the person spit on the police officer right or dumped some popcorn on a police officer's head as he was maybe making arrest or what that that's a they get, you know, yeah. something happens to them for that. So yeah. I, I think something, I think if you, like if you say, okay, you're banned from the arena, I think dudes are like, oh, okay, whatever. Right. You know, whatever. Right. But if you're like, you're getting prosecuted or whatever the case might be, you're 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 going to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's what should happen. I agree. That's what should happen because that's ridiculous. You know, I mean, you think, you, you let's go a little bit further back. Oh, the malice in the palace. There you go. 
I mean, why not just trying to lay on the table? That's all you was doing was laying on the table, and then they took it too far. And like, like you said, that's an equivalent of why would you do that to Ron Artest of all people? Ron Artest is not well. He's not. <laughs> then they had uh, Stephen Jackson was on the team, He was right? on the team. That's not the team to mess with. That is not the team. That's not the team to mess you, with. You're messing with and, – and, and you probably don't know this story, but anybody's out there, go on Google search, and Ron Artest – and I can't remember if this was when he was coming out of high school or if he was – no, he might have been in the NBA. I think somebody interviewed him. Have you ever heard the story about when he played pickup ball in New York and the story goes like he was playing pickup ball and, and, and somebody got in an argument and they broke a leg off of a table and st- stabbed the guy through the heart and killed him? Wow. Have you ever heard this story? No. I... <laughs> you should hear Ron Artest tell it. Wow. They were they were asking him about, you know, his mentality on the court, and he starts telling them. Could you imagine being a reporter, and you're talking to Ron after a game, and he's like, man, this is nothing, man. When I was growing up in New York, this guy broke a table leg off and stabbed one of my teammates in the heart and killed him. Could you imagine being a reporter? Like, wait a minute, What? <laughs> You're probably like, all right, thank you for that. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Ron, Ron, Ron's, oh Ron, Ron's different. But He's then, different. but then, how about this one? Okay, I'm gonna take it to the uh, to the baseball field. Mm. Um, these brawls in the stands at baseball games yeah. every day. You turn it on. I think it was maybe the Giants game when that, or the Padres, or somebody like that, and one of the fans ran over and he just knocked that dude out. Hmm. And you just constantly see you're seeing brawls in the stands. But I think what takes the cake was um, last night. Um, was it last night? Yeah, I think it was last night. Uh, there was a rain delay at the Reds game. I believe it was the Reds game, and a fan decided to get naked hmm. and run across the tarp when the rain delay was going on. And the tarp has the the tube you roll out the big tube. Well, the guy's naked, and he, (laughs) first of all, he does a dive across the tarp, so he slides all the way to the tube. He goes inside of the tube, Mm. goes in the middle of the tube, so the security can't get him out. Oh, my God. And they're trying to get, oh, it was so funny. But I'm thinking to myself, like, what is wrong with people? You know what? Here's what it is. Oh, I'm glad because I've been I've been looking for answers. So Here's go ahead. what it is. As an athlete, what it is to you, it's not what it is to the fan. To you, this is something you've been doing since you were five years old. This mm-hmm. is a dream. This is a passion. This is this is hard work. This is your work. To them, it's just entertainment. A lot of times, as fans, you've got to respect the fact that to the player, it's not just entertainment. Mm-hmm. This is their livelihood. Sure. So what happens is fans, they, they start drinking, yep. you know, um, and, you know, they're, they're looking for entertainment. And that's cool. Right. That's cool. Without the fans, it w- the experience wouldn't be the same. But the fans do have to understand that it's not just entertainment to those that's on the court or on the field. That's a good point. And I think you have to you have in, in that whole pot that you just talked about, you have to throw in there and that ingredients you have to throw in gambling too mm. these fans are, are are betting on these games and they're and they might lose money they might be losing money and they're yelling at the person that's causing them to lose money right 
and they're impacted. Because just think about, like, you look at football, and I've always said this. I enjoy NFL football. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. My friends that love the NFL love it because of fantasy football. Right. Right? Yeah. I, I don't play fantasy football. So yep. I watch, I enjoy it, but they love it because of And they go crazy yeah. over fantasy football. The whole betting aspect. Um, my friends bet on NBA games, and they get upset with players and all that stuff. And that's that's added another component. But here, here's what I don't understand. What I don't understand is the majority of these people that I just talked about are adults. Oh, yeah. These aren't drunk college students. This isn't like Colin Cruzy, um, <laughs> who's at UK... Drunk in the student section. That never happened, right? I always Cru- you always behave. <laughs> you would never do that. I, 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 you know, you're just the class guy, right? So th- this isn't like I can understand. I don't agree with, but I understand when it happens in a student section because they're young people. Right. Young people drinking don't make good decisions. Well, people in general drinking usually mm-hmm. don't make good decisions. But now you got adults. You've got anger and it's just a I, I can't believe these are, are adults like when they were chanting f you trey young like they pan through the, the 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 crowd and it's like grown men and i'm like if you have a kid and your kid sees you on a like that's just that ain't that ain't, of course the kid might laugh mm-hmm. but that just ain't cool yeah it's not at all it's not at all. It's, but a lot of times, like it's what it also is, it's a it's a release. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's released. Yep. They probably was at work. The boss called overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, and the reason we're laughing, Bearcat fans, <laughs> is because Stu oftentimes yeah. gets called into overtime. Yeah. When he's at work. Exactly. Not two days before saying, "Hey, on yeah. Sunday you got overtime." On Sunday, they tell you. They they tell you on Sunday when and, they got you there. And you know what? That'll make that'll make you cuss Trey Young out for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> You're not actually saying f Trey Young. It's actually directed at the people it's, that gave it, you overtime. It's, it's your boss that gave you overtime, <laughs> but you can't say it to your boss, you know, because you don't want to get fired. But you know, Trey Young, you know, everybody doing it. But seriously, that's that's what it is. A lot of times too, it's a combination of all those things. Plus, you've been drinking, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy myself. And, Take my anger out on Westbrook. Right. Dump popcorn. <laughs> dump popcorn. I wish I could do this so, to my boss. I'm a dump popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let me ask you this. So what the, the process, right? You're in the stands, and you've got a whole box of popcorn. And by the way, mm-hmm. when you go to sporting events. It ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. That was an $8 box that of popcorn. That was $8 right there. That was, that was a $2 box of popcorn that they charge you eight dollars for yeah right mm-hmm. and you dump that like what ha- what goes through your mind that goes all right here he comes <laughs> you know what i'm gonna dump this on his head dump this on his head so i have this i have this theory okay follow me on this Stu and colin mm-hmm. i have this theory every person in their head has a committee okay mm. You have a committee in your head. So mm. when you think about doing something, it has to run by that committee. Okay? Now, so for example, let's say that I walk outside and it's raining and I look outside. 
My committee tells me, go back in, get a raincoat. So you have a committee that helps you make decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Some people have different folks on their committee that aren't very good. Yeah. Not very good. Yeah, not good. So this guy that's thinking about dumping popcorn on Westbrook, the fact that he thinks through, I'm going to dump on this crazy individual I'm, uh, who's hurt, I'm going to dump popcorn on his head. For the fact that his committee in his head goes, you know what, that's a great idea, John. Mm. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Mm. We all have a committee, Stu. That's good. That's very good. I, very good. Now. It's true. It's true. Over time, your committee could change and mature. Mm. And you make better decisions. Because we all do that. We all think. Even well, if it's a split second. Even, even if it's a split second. Yep. You think this could be good. This could be bad. Eh, mm. It could be whatever it is. Yeah. But. It's that it's that committee. And when you get to drinking, you got if you get to drinking, you got Meta World Peace, <laughs> Dennis Rodman. They're on your committee. Right? Your committee changes uh, as you drink. Uh, and poor yeah. decisions then. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Now now you coach high school in AU. Mm-hmm. I run an AU basketball program. Yeah. Let me ask you this too. So uh, with with us doing that, we deal with young people, and, and obviously a lot of people talk about AU, and a lot of people that talk about AU don't really go to AU events and know really what AU is about. They just see video clips, hear things. There's so much good in AU, mm-hmm. um, far more good than what's portrayed sometimes. You see AU games. I think there was one not long ago where um, I believe a coach was trying to fight another team's player and then it spelled on spelled on the court. That was just on Instagram not long ago. Yeah. And, and, and you see that quite a bit. Stu, have you, as we talk about fans being unruly, have you had any incidents in high school or in AU that you can remember of just craziness with people outside of your players and coaches? Um, yeah, actually, you know, we had a it was kind of recent. You know the tournament games for school ball. You know it can get intense, and um, it was it was you know after COVID, you know fans sometimes not used to being there. They're excited. We had one person say some crazy stuff, um, and everybody looked like, "Wow!" This was this at a varsity game. Varsity game. This is a varsity yeah. high school boys game. Yep. In Cincinnati. Yep, absolutely. It was a tournament game, and they, everybody turned like, oh, my goodness. Like, you know, I had somebody, I had to, you know, tell somebody, like, it's all good. You know, just let it go. You know, because it was, it was uncalled for, you know. But they, people get excited, man, and it's like you got to calm down. We had another incident, junior high. Mm. Not e- It's not even high school, junior high, you know. But that was more of a uh, student section type thing. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we know the student sections know, don't always make younger the best decisions. They, they don't make the best decisions. Yeah, they decisions. don't know no better. But adults? Adults should know better. That's a shame. And, and, and to, to all the Bearcat fans that are listening, if you're an adult and you have children, you're, you're, you're married, you go to the Bearcat games, football and basketball. I mean, and, and, I, and I've been to a lot of Bearcat and football, and I've not really seen anything get out of hand um, that I've seen, but... I, I just we, we got to do better because listen, from a college standpoint, and Bearcat fans, listen to this: that stuff impacts recruiting. 
Mm. Right? So let's say that an opposing team, um, you know, Memphis or Houston come into uh, Fifth Third Arena for a game and our fans are acting dumb and it gets out that our fans were saying crazy stuff, blah, blah, blah. Recruits see that. Recruits mm. are like, I'm not going to Cincinnati. Mm. Right? Yeah. So... We we we've got to be we've got to be better with that, and I and I'm, I don't mean uh, you know, kind of really, you know, beat that one uh, down a little bit, but um, I, I just was disturbed, and that was just all that stuff I thought was just this week. I know. I'm not talking about a culmination of yeah. January to to May 27th. I'm, I'm, this was one week. This is one week, and it's and the week's like, not over. It's not over, <laughs> it, and it makes me think. You know, for the high school season, oh. you know, I'm like, man, I wonder if it's going to get a little crazy, you know, because once again, people, because of COVID, um, stuff opening back up and stuff like that, it's getting people riled up and, yeah, you know, I hope I don't get hit in the head with something. <laughs> because, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to warn everybody out there now, mm -hmm. if you dump popcorn on Stu Holt's head. Yeah. There's gonna be some consequences and repercussions. Seriously. There's gonna be some furniture moving. I'm, I'm like, oh, good, good. <laughs> I'm like, good. Now that's that's not a good day. <laughs> that's not the good you that's, want. That's not the good you that's want. That's not the good you want. <laughs> um, speaking of, we talk about fans, which is short for fanatics. Mm -hmm. One of the important things for fans, fanatics, is uh, merchandise. Mm. You know, they're big into rocking their Bearcat gear, their hats, their shirts, and all that, and. Um, I spoke a little bit on the last podcast about um, our apparel side of the business for my basketball teams. So we have an apparel site called Shine One Apparel. Um, now, um, on there, you can now purchase. You ready for this, Cruzy? You can now purchase the shirt that I'm wearing, the Bearcat Basketball T-shirt. The official. Good. Official T-shirt. And the only reason... That I put it on the site. I think it's $20. Um, I had some friends, some close friends that uh, are out of town and they wanted to be able to purchase the shirt and, and wear while they're in, you know, California and Florida. So I wanted to make it available to them. And I had some other Bearcat fans, so they wanted some. So uh, that's available. I'll make sure I put the information out there if you're interested in pur purchasing the uh, t shirt for the, uh, for the podcast. Uh, we also have, um, I've got it sitting over here. We got, so I have a graphic designer, uh, Glenn Riley, and he came up with this shirt idea. And I was like, man, I love that. We need to pump that out there. And so I know our YouTube channel right now is recording with Cruzy, and you can see it. I got some peanut butter on there. I don't know how I got that on the shirt, but this is uh, the Heart of Scentsy shirt. You like that, Stu? It's good. I like it. This is the uh, kind of the Bearcat colorway. We have a, uh, uh, we're going to do an orange and black, a little Hude colorway. We're going to okay. do an FC Cincinnati colorway. Uh, we got a 3D colorway for my Shining Star program. So that shirt will also be uh, available on there. And we're going to have some, uh, we're going to have some neat Bearcat shirts coming out, which Bearcat fans will love. Kind of some, some, some really cool throwback themed uh, T-shirts that I think are going to do really, really well. And Bearcat fans are going to love. Um, so once again, you can go to our website, which is uh, shiningstarsports.org, and click on the Shine One Apparel site, and that will lead you into uh, our apparel line. So you'll see all our Shining Star gear. You'll see the Heart of Cincy shirt and the Bearcat basketball T-shirt. 
Uh, also, another quick update. We are still waiting for Audible um, to get back to us so we can get this Walk of a Lifetime audiobook launched. It is a long process, Stu. Very long process. Longer than what we expected, but yep. uh, we'll get there. So for my next audiobook, which, by the way, I do have planned. We better get started on that, like yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, so to be ready for like twenty twenty five, twenty thirty. Man, but um, I got to give a shout out to um, Colin Cruzy, and he helped record. We've got ten videos that are going to lead up to the audio book, which actually, Stu, it was your idea for these promotional videos which I absolutely loved. It kind of goes back through, you know, the story of my basketball career and leads up to, you know, the Walk of a Lifetime audiobook. So shout out Colin Cruzy. Shout out Stu Holt for the idea. And, and Cruzy, we must remind Stu. No, Stu don't comes do that. Don't up, do that. Don't do that. I know what you have to Stu say. Stu comes up with the idea <laughs> but doesn't show up to help record it when it is freezing. First of all, it snowed. There was hail. There was... There was freezing rain. You could and, and Cruzy couldn't wear shorts. Like wow. you know, it's bad. Yeah. But Cruzy's not wearing shorts. Absolutely. I mean, we had people looking at us like, "Why are you outside?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "We gotta get we." And we're shivering. Like I got like icicles that. coming off my bald head, and I'm like, "We we 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 gotta finish these videos." This this Stu told us to do, and mm. Stu didn't show up. Mm. Ain't that up? I'll tell you what, y'all did good though. Y'all did good. They uh, they are excellent. I'm so I'm so excited to release these uh, these videos. Mm. Um, also, another thing I wanted to say really quickly, and I'm gonna read a couple of these off. Uh, for a lot of the Bearcat fans out there that have uh, young children, boys and girls, um, I have a bunch of basketball camps that are coming up, which are called our Shine Training Basketball Camps for the summer of 2021. We have several locations. We're doing Mercy Healthplex Anderson, uh, Mercy Healthplex West Claremont, the Tri-Health Fitness and Pavilion in Blue Ash, uh, Mercy Fairfield, and also Seven Hills High School. So we're going to do nine total basketball camps. We've got ages five through nine. We're also doing a special camp at Tri-Health for 10 to 15-year-olds. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can shoot me a uh, an email at um, email to info at shiningstarsports.org, and I'll get you all the information regarding the uh, basketball camp. They're good camps. Uh, usually have some guest speakers, have some former players are going to stop in, uh, like usual, some former Bearcat basketball players and speak to the kids. So it's always a good time. Now, next week, I have a meeting with a potential new sponsor for the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And I'm excited for this because it's going to be a great opportunity for us to do some live podcasts at this particular establishment. So stay tuned. I'll have more details very soon. Uh, Before we segue into our next thing, I want to say I'm very excited about a project that we're working on. And um, Colin, if you can kind of come this way, Uh, Colin uh, was helpful and helping us launch this project. So uh, part of my Shining Star Sports organization, uh, for those that don't know, I have over 20 AU basketball teams, and uh, we, we've decided that we're going to do a yearly give back. 
So we're going to give back to the community every year. And, and I think what a great tie-in for us as a basketball organization. We're going to raise money every single year to purchase shoes to give to the kids at the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Cincinnati. So this year, for 2021, we're going to raise $8,000, and we're going to purchase 150 shoes, brand-new pair of Nike shoes, through our partnership with East Bay, and they'll be delivered to every boy and girl at the Avondale Boys and Girls Club. Now, there are seven total Boys and Girls Clubs in Greater Cincinnati. Our goal is to eventually raise enough money to purchase 2,000 shoes for every boy and girl at every Boys and Girls Club in Greater Cincinnati. Now, we recently went over and filmed a video to kind of launch this. We haven't put the video out. It's going to come out very soon. But, Colin, another excellent job you did. Thank you. I appreciate it. Putting that together. It was cool to kind of go over there and see all the um, boys and girls at the club that really need um, in that particular community, need a lot of attention, a lot of love, and man, it just seemed like a really loving place. Oh, for didn't sure, it? and it was—it was just a great environment. It was just a—it was very uh, a lighthearted place to be, and everybody was having a good time. And what was crazy is, so we were filming the video, and I went to—they remember they were working on an art project. Yeah, yeah, they all had like their little. Uh, the easels, I guess, they're all painting and having some uh, some snacks. Yep. All that good stuff. And I said to him, I said, hey, we're going to go in the basketball gym because they have a basketball gym in there. And I said, I need some people to come and, and film a video. I said, maybe two or three of you can, can come in there. I mean, we had all of them <laughs> jump up and I run in there. every single kid in the entire entire place was in that gym after you said that. It was crazy. They love, and they love basketball. And I've always said this. I think of all the sports – I think Stu would agree with this. Listen, I love – I'm a huge tennis fan, right? I go to the Western Southern. I go to, I go to uh, Reds games. I love the Reds. Um, boxing is one of my favorite, favorite sports. I, I mean, I, I love watching football, the Bearcats football team. Um, but I think basketball is the one sport, though. There's just something about hoop that brings – I mean, it kind of brings everyone together. And think about this. What other sport, and there there are probably others, but looking at a major sport, can you really practice and get better on your own with with, with sweat equity on your own? So if I give Stu Holt a basketball and I say, go get better, Stu could go find an outdoor court, take that basketball. He could work on dribbling, shooting, passing on his own, he could find a wall. He can work on so many different aspects of the game on his own. Football, there's things you can work on, but somebody's going to need to throw you the ball. If you're throwing the ball, somebody's going to need to catch. You know, there, there, are, just, there are things to it. Tennis, you, you can hit, you hit it against the wall for so You need somebody. Baseball. And all those sports I just named are very expensive sports. Basketball, you can go buy a hoop a basketball hoop, like a, a cheap basketball, and go find an outdoor hoop and get better at the game, right? So I think the, the attraction to basketball is at, I think, one of the highest levels ever. And I think, I think Steph Curry really changed the game. Like, I think there are two players that drastically changed the game of basketball. Obviously, Michael Jordan. He made it a global, global sport. And then Steph Curry. 
I think Steph Curry, and, and give the mic to Stu because I want to get his opinion on this. I think Steph Curry changed the game from a standpoint where you think of the NBA, you think of the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the LeBron James, guys that are physically not like the rest of the world. They are, they are a small percentage of the world look like those guys, have that athleticism, are born with those gifts. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry looks like a dude I saw in the grocery store <laughs> earlier today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. what he does on the court, yeah. and he made so many kids think, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Sure did. You know, you start seeing a transition of, of everybody want to shoot from half court. Man. You know, <laughs> everyone to shoot from half court and be a three-point shooter. But, now he really did change the game. Because, like you said, uh, kids were like, well, I might not be able to do a, a windmill or a 360 or right. between the legs, but I can do that. Right. I can shoot that ball. I can do that. Anybody can do that, right? And so, um, yeah, he changed the game. He changed it. Uh, no, no question. So I think, you know, you look at all these kids and they see, they now see an athlete like Steph Curry who, man, it's like he's not that big. I can be. So when we go to the Boys and Girls Club, we go places. I think kids, he gave them a lot of hope. Mm. But I, I can I can play this game, yeah. um, which I think is inspiring. I, I love oh, it. Oh, man, yeah, it's great. Right? Anything yeah. to en- enhance our game. So, so, Colin, thank you for shooting that video. Can't wait to put it out there. I think it's fantastic. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but now, to um, there's some people that listen to the podcast to get information on the Bearcats, and there's some people that don't give a crap about that. They just want to hear Colin Cruzy. <laughs> now, first we started with Colin Cruzy comedy. But then we, you're like you're like the triple threat. Triple threat. You're the triple threat. <laughs> okay. Right. You do. You, there's so many things you do. Um, one of which is you love music. I do love music. Right. So last episode, we premiered uh, your music debut on the podcast. Correct. Correct. You you played uh, some Kings of Leon. You some Kings of Leon. That's right. What was most impressive about that was uh, not just you're mastering the song in such a short period and being able to perform it. But when Stu came in oh, man. to, to, and I don't know if fans really knew that was Stu in the background mm-hmm. with the vocals. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was impressive. I had goosebumps when I heard Stu come in. So, I did too. Yeah. I listened to it a couple times after and I was like, I mean, Stu's impressive. Um, so I challenged you to come back today and we're going to have to probably make this a weekly thing. Okay. And um, I challenge you to come back, and I was very excited to hear about the opportunity of you doing some Bieber, some Justin Bieber. Right. One of the great artists of our decade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I know Bieber's a tough one to right. master. But, um, yeah, um, unfortunately, I do not have Bieber today. Uh, Shinewood Media's been keeping me really busy these last couple, this last week. Yeah. So um, I did not have enough time to get the, uh, the song down, unfortunately. But um, And that kind of comes to, like, I don't want to come and, like, have the song, like, you know. You can't have to Bieber. Yeah, yeah, you, I can't, you, especially Bieber. I, w- I wouldn't want to do that to Bieber or you, so. It, well, yeah, Being which is one of the same. You are. Which, yeah, which yeah, is one of the same. Yeah. Now, so. You can't disappoint the fans. Of course, yeah. So you have to come with something. What do you have today for us? I, I have a little John Mayer for you guys. Okay. I'm very excited about that because if, if – and I think I said this earlier in a, in a podcast, maybe two podcasts ago. There are three artists that I want to hear you, you do. Kings of Leon, Justin Bieber, 
and John Mayer. We got two down, so. It, it, well, we're Almost, about to yeah. we're about to have two. Almost down. two down. So you gonna do John Mayer? So I, I'm actually excited. Um, I'm disappointed to hear that you don't have Bieber. So next, hey, next episode, time, next time we'll be ready to go. You we'll might be, have to give we'll us a. Ready. You might have to do a. Um, what they call it a medley, maybe okay. of Biebs, to where you kind of like you you're, you're doing one song and then like maybe one of the lines triggers you to switch okay, to I the get other it. song. Kind of like a like a mashup, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 I can I can look into that. So look yeah, that. look into that and get that done. For sure. So today we're gonna go with a little uh, John Mayer. Yes, where, sir. Where's where, once you, you get ready? your yeah? And by the way, folks out there, Bearcat Nation, he so people have they name their instruments and. Um, his guitar is named Walnut. This is uh, this is Walnut right here. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 Stu has a, a a car, and his car is named Black Cherry. Black Cherry, yeah. Black Cherry, because the car's black. The car's black. And it's a Cherokee. It's a Cherokee. Black, Cherry. black Cherry. So apparently, we just need names for all of our. Objects that we have. I'm gonna give my laptop a a name and so just to start naming shit. Okay. So <laughs> so what what John Mayer song are we doing tonight? Uh, we're doing uh, "Waiting on the World to Change." Ooh. I thought, I thought why that be, song? Um, for a couple of reasons. Um, one reason I know the last time that I think I was in a car with you, uh, that was the first song you played. So I was like, okay, really putting on some some John Mayer. Okay. When was the, wait a minute. That was, uh, that was a couple months ago, probably. Was this when we were going to Corritos? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, it was. I did play John Mayer. That was from his, um, that was from the, um, uh, the Where the Light Is, that, the, the, uh, the live the performance in, yeah, 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 yeah. in L.A. That was from, that, oh, yeah. I played the version from, uh, from that. I, I love John Mayer's music. Um, what was his last album? The Search of Everything. Yeah, Search for Everything. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Are you so are you a Mare fan? Oh, I'm, I'm a huge Mare fan. He he actually inspired me to start playing the guitar again. Because really? I played a little bit. Um, when I was like when I was younger, like eighth grade to freshman year of high school, and uh, I kind of just put it down because the hardest part about learning the guitar is the first two weeks because you got to get through that that the pain of getting your fingers used to it and all that. So uh, I started listening to John Mayer, and uh, he just he inspired me. So. Uh, I picked it back up. Now, John Mayer is a very interesting guy. He's, he is. He, he's you know a character. He's he is a character. a character. You know, he he has dated. I don't know if you know this too. He has dated a lot of women. His roster <laughs> of women is like it's deep. I mean, I think is is he still dating Katy Perry? I don't. Not anymore. I think I think they broke up. Did like, he date Taylor Swift? Almost every pop star. <laughs> Man, he, hey. he gets around. He gets around. Hey, John. Hey, he gets around. But but you know but you know what? If you think about it, um, a lot of great artists had some issues. There was something deep rooted. Like I heard that John Mayer, at a maybe when he was seventeen. He had like a heart issue. Did you ever heard this story? I didn't, I didn't know that. He had some kind of heart issue, went to the hospital, and while he was in the hospital, he started writing. Hmm. And that led to him, you know, doing, I mean, I think he was playing the guitar prior, but he right. started really writing songs, you know, and I think he went through some mental some mental issues. Obviously, he had a battle with drinking and stuff like that. I know for he's sure, been, for sure. I think he's been, um, been sober. Um do you know, uh, he's always been a solo artist, but did you know the name of his first 
band he was in? Oh, I do not. Uh, I know. I knew. I knew, some... I knew it was with. Uh, it was with another artist that made it big, and uh, I forget what band he played in. His friend that I, I'm pretty sure it was in that band, but I don't know the name of it. Villanova Junction. Villanova Junction. That's that's they got the name of his band off of an old Jimi Hendrix song. Okay. There was an old Jimi Hendrix song. I believe it was called Villanova Junction Blues was the original name, but then they named their band Villanova Junction. That, that first part. Huh? Yes, okay. just the first part. Gotcha. And Jimi Hendrix, an amazing... Oh, I mean, I think he's the, he, the greatest guitarist of all time. Un, I mean, it's, untouchable. It's, yeah, he's, he's untouchable. He's almost like, he's almost too good to even listen to. It's, it's almost like, like, like was he even like a real person? Like, I don't, right. I don't know. I don't know. He'd be like, if he played baseball, it'd be a home run every time he was at bat. It's just like, <laughs> I'm not watching it because he's hitting a home run. You know what's coming. Right, right. Right? For sure, for sure. Um, Let me ask you this real quick. And, and you know, I, I obviously, I knew all this useless knowledge in my head about John Mayer, so mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Some of your favorite John Mayer songs, maybe? Um, I mean, this is up there. Um, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room is definitely probably my favorite. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's my number one, for sure. Dancing that one just that one just hits, man. That one, that one hits. Um, <laughs> he, he, I got, he, he's got a lot of songs I like. I, I love that singer-songwriter kind of yeah. vibe, so, yeah. uh, and he's, he's one of the best at that. So I really like, I love Neon. I love uh, vultures, mm. um, yeah, and, and slow dancing in a burning room is is definitely a top five Mare song for, sure. for me. Okay, enough of me talking about John Mayer. I can go on and on. <laughs> um, I, you know what I think we need to do? What's that? I think Stu, can you scoot this way a little bit more because we only so folks. I know folks on YouTube will see this, but those listening will. We only have two mics here, so I'm gonna put the mic. So this will be the first time that Stu and I will be actually will be background vocalist. <laughs> okay, can we be your background yeah, vocalist? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I was hoping you guys were gonna hop in. So. Oh hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys ready? Uh, well, you know I gotta lead you in. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Bearcat fans, we are now about to listen to the tunes of Colin Cruzy doing John Mayer. Me and all my friends were all misunderstood. They say we stand for nothing else. There's no way we ever could. We see everything going wrong. And the world and those who lead it We just feel like we don't have the means To rise above and beat it So we keep waiting 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 on the world to change Yeah, we keep waiting 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 on the world to change It's hard to beat the system When we're standing at a distance So we keep waiting 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 on the world to change, yeah, we keep waiting. Waiting. Waiting on the world to change, we keep on waiting. Waiting on the world to change, waiting on the world to change, waiting on the world to change. Good! Colin Cruzy, ladies and gentlemen. Waiting on the world to change. Good. I thought that was a good song for the, for this episode too, because uh, you know we've been talking about people's uh, people's actions and uh, 
so I thought that kind of tied in, you know. Very people, good. Yeah. Good. That, you know, the song's about people kind of changing their ways. So uh, that is I think I think, that, I think things worked out for the best, sir. That we went with that song for sure. Very, very well. That that's very good. You did very well with that. Um, once again, so as your music career takes off. Um, I'm going to take a lot of credit for it, <clears throat> okay? <laughs> okay? Just, just so okay. you know, 10%, right? Right, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, ten, we ten, talked about that. 10%. So, um, how were the background vocals? You guys were great, yeah. And I, I, it actually kind of threw me off, because like, it, it sounded really, you guys were harmonizing really well, and uh, I was like, damn, okay, wait a second. Well, I, so, I tried to come in with the, the bass, uh, right. uh, you know, I tried to be a deeper, and he just was like the ultimate, yeah. he's like Luther. <laughs> like, okay, now. That's what they said. That's what they said? Yeah. <laughs> that was excellent. So next episode, we are going to do... I'll, I'll have some Bieber for you. A mashup. I'll, I'll have some Bieber for you. Okay. I'm going to be waiting for this. Okay. Okay. Colin Cruzy, thank you once again. Um, As always, thanks for having me play. No problem. Actually, there are some people that probably wouldn't listen to the podcast if you didn't play. They would just turn it off. Oh, you think so? Or not listen. You have a, I, think we're, I think you're starting to get a fan base. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. And then once you... So what you do is... So here's how it works. You, you build up, right? You, you build up this fan base... And then you hit them with the banana bread. That's then you what I'm sell, waiting for, yeah. Then you sell the the. You got to have a name for the banana bread. I though. got I got to wait for the right moment, you know. Yep, and pull the trigger on that. Then you've got your own line of like shorts. Yep. For the for yeah. the winter time. That'll be coming. Yeah. So you have like wintertime shorts. Maybe they're double mesh, mm -hmm. and then the single mesh for the summer. You see, it's if part you, of our if you wanted to collab, we could do like a Bearcat or a Shining Star, like Bearcat basketball podcast, like shorts, you know. Um, see, <laughs> looking see, like I got five heads right now. Three. Three. <laughs> see, this is this is going. This is so far. I'm going left field now. This is yeah. so far above. This is something we're just gonna have to really. You know, we'll talk. My people will get with you. Yeah, have people your people. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just have them have them text me. That, that was my rough draft. So we'll. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I'll be in touch. Yeah. This segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They now have a flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. All right. Last episode, I talked about my meeting with John Cunningham, the athletic director, and I also talked about Wes Miller and his staff. And we, we kind of talked about you know, putting together a staff in 2021 for college basketball and how important that is because of recruiting. So this episode, what I wanted to do is I want to give you an update on some former players and what they're doing to get into coaching. And it, this kind of came about over the weekend um, I got a text message and text message exchange with uh, Kyle Washington, and Kyle Washington will be joining the Bearcat staff, I believe, as a uh, as a GA. Um, it's going to be great to have Kyle Washington uh, uh, back roaming the roaming the hallways at Fifth Third Arena and being part of the program. And for those that missed it, um, I had an episode. Uh, I think it was episode sixty four, where I interviewed Kyle Washington, and actually in the interview, I told him. You need to get into coaching. I think you would be a great coach. And the funny thing is, when Kyle texted me, he was like, man, what's so crazy is you told me in an interview I need to get into college coaching. 
He actually mentioned that. So so Kyle told me he's going to call me um, once everything gets solidified, and uh, he wanted to catch up and talk. So I'm excited to you know catch up and talk with Kyle Washington, and it's going to be great to have him back on the Bearcat sideline. Um, also, um, two guys that I'm going to have on the podcast next week, one of which is James White and the other is Ronald Allen, uh, two former Bearcats. James White, uh, James White is currently uh, coaching right now, um, and also he's getting ready to um, do the Big Three again, uh, the Big Three tournament, which is a, which is a big deal. And I think he's going to be – his team's going to be in Vegas playing when I'm in Vegas in August. So he and I are going to meet up, and I'm hoping I got to keep my fingers crossed. I get to meet the guy I've been wanting to meet for a long time. Stu and Colin, do you know who this is? Now, there aren't a lot of people I want to meet. Mike Tyson is one of them. Hey, I was going to say uh, Stevie Wonder. Stevie, Stevie Wonder's the other one. Okay. I don't know how you got Stevie Wonder out of James White I in the Vegas, Big Three. So anything happens in Vegas. That's so. true. That's a good point. Stevie Wonder. Uh, so one time I was at a club in Miami. So my mother's friend um, that she taught with for years, my mother's friend, her son lives in Miami and is a guitar player, and he plays, he's a studio guitar player. So he's played on Ariana Grande, Britney Spears, uh, Enrique Iglesias, like all those, I can't even pronounce everybody he's played. He's played for a lot of people, a studio. But so we went to a club in Miami. This was years ago, and a lot of musicians were there, and that's why he went. And before, well, see, when we got there, Stevie Wonder had been there, and he left. Oh, man. And they said he was sitting there, and he had, like, women around him. I'm like, man, could you imagine if I had a picture of Stevie with some women, like, oh, hanging out, and he can't see him? Have you framed above your, your Right? Brain. Well, I've heard he could see. I've heard. I've heard. I don't know. But I've seen him take off his glasses. His eyes don't look. They don't look like he can they see. Work. They don't <laughs> They don't look like they work. I, why we? Why, hey, my favorite artist of all time. We can't disrespect the great Stevelyn Morris. Stevie Wonder's real name is Stevelyn Morris, by the way. And Stevie was born. He, we're not. We weren't born the same year, but he was born hours before I was. On the he was born May 11th on May 12th. Anyway, the third person that I want that I want to meet. What was that? You got excited there. Okay, give me a little build up. A little build up. Who yeah. do you think it is, dude? I think it's Ice Cube. No, it's okay. not I Ice Cube. I got my second guess. Okay. Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson? Oh, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I named Mike Tyson, Stevie Wonder. Give the microphone back to Colin Cruzy. Cruzy, take a guess on who I want to meet. Okay. Nate Robinson? Oh, I get why you said Nate Robinson, because he's a shoe collector. And he plays in the big three. All right. That, that, it's just, no, that's that's completely. A top three person I want to meet of all time. Like, I didn't, I didn't hear the top three okay, this is a top, okay. this is a top three. And there's a Mike reason. Tyson. Stevie Wonder. And this is the, oh, okay. This is the third. And the reason I want to meet him is because of the story behind me walking on to the Bearcats. He influenced how I prepared to be a walk-on. I'll tell, I'll tell a quick story, okay. and then you guess who it is. So when I was preparing to be a walk-on, 
my mentor, Jerome Gray, he told me, he says, hey, you need to watch this guy. Okay, hold on. Don't say it. He says, you need to watch this guy. You need to watch the dog in him, every move. So I studied this guy. I have a notebook in which I learned every move. I learned his footwork. I could tell you every part of his game, and it's not Michael Jordan. I've met Michael Jordan. But this guy influenced how I approached my mental to, to play, to have that dog in me to play for the Bearcats. Stu Holt, who is it? I think I have the answer. Who is it? You like that? Yes. Allen Iris. That's right. <laughs> Good. That's right. The answer. Good. AI. Good. I, I, so I want to meet Allen Iverson. I just, all I want to say to him is, I, I, you know, I know he gets fanboyed all the time. He's got all these fans. I just want to say to him, AI, thank you. Mm. Here's how you influence my game. And I don't ever ask anybody, you know, for autographs. I'm not a, I'm not a believer in autographs. I would love for him, the notebook I have with all of his moves, like I got the footwork drawn out in this notebook. That would be cool to have him sign mm. that notebook. And I don't ask for autographs, but so, but I do want to meet him. And, I, and so people that know him have told him the story and that I want to meet him. So at least that's a, at least mm. that's a good thing. Now, whether he remembers that, but I'm sure he hears a lot of stuff. So anyway... I'm putting a lot of pressure on James White to get me introduced to, to AI, and that would be awesome. So we're going to have James White next. I'm going to call James White in to check in on how he's doing with coaching and preparation for the, for the big three. So I'm going to see him in August. The other one is um, <clears throat> Ronald Allen, um, who played for Mick Cronin. Part of Mick Cronin's well, actually played uh, for Andy Kennedy and Mick Cronin. Uh, he's currently coaching. Uh, we're going to do a little check-in with him. Um, Ronald Allen is a fascinating uh, person, really, really good guy. I ran into him, and I think I talked about this on one of the podcasts. I ran into him in L.A. at the, the Drew League. So we're going to get an update on what he's into because I think he could be a potential candidate in the future to come back and be an assistant for the Bearcats. So we're going to catch up with James White and Ronald Allen next week. Um, another update, Dermar Johnson will be joining the Bearcat staff, which I know a lot of Bearcat fans are aware of that. I don't think they've solidified the – uh, logistics of what he's going to be doing and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, D- Dermar, a.k.a. Slim, is, is is a quality, quality individual, great dude. And I told Wes Miller, Wes Miller called me one day, and he asked me about some of the different guys that had applied uh, to be an assistant for him and, and just be on staff. And I said a lot of good things about every person that he talked about. Because I think a lot of the former players that he mentioned um, all have, I think, great – there's aspects of what they do that are great. Um, Dermar checked a lot of boxes. And I told Wes, you will be so impressed after meeting Dermar. And Wes, he texts me, gosh, maybe a week later after he met with Dermar, and he was like, you were right. That dude is impressive. I'm hiring him. So hopefully that all works out, and uh, Dermar Johnson will be joining uh, the Bearcat staff. So we'll have Kyle Washington and Dermar on that staff. Um, so we talked about college. Let's talk a little bit about step below that, which is high school basketball. One thing that's occurred just the last couple weeks, which I'm super, super excited about, and that is two former Bearcats 
are now joining the high school coaching ranks as head coaches here in Cincinnati, Ohio. So this past weekend, I ran into Cashmere Wright. Everybody remembers Cashmere Wright um, at an AU tournament. And he's now headed to be the head coach of Clark Montessori. Uh, I, I'm, I'm super excited for Cashmere. Uh, really great. Cashmere is a very, very smart person. Um, every time I sit and talk with him, like he thinks like a point guard. He just has a he has a great perspective on on a lot of things. So I told him I wanted to catch up with him um, and give him a call and talk about his new gig as the head coach of Clark. Bearcat fans, I'd like to welcome in this next Bearcat. Great played for the Bearcats from 2009 to 2013. He wore the jersey number one with the red and black like to welcome in my guy cashmere right what up man how you What's been up, man i've been good man appreciate you having me oh no problem man you got some exciting things uh going on i ran into you this past weekend at an uh, au event and uh we had a really good convo man and uh, i'm very good. very excited yeah yeah we had a we had a good convo and I'm excited about your new job, man. And uh, if you want to fill people in on uh, what you got going on. Uh, so I just accepted the head coaching job at Clark Montessori. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a tall feat upon itself. And also took a, another leap in trying to do something that you've been doing for a long time uh, as far as like AUI's going. Mm-hmm. So it's been a pretty busy summer and, and it's going to be a pretty busy year coming. Yeah, for sure. And tell me really quick, quickly, how the AU program's going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Um, you really, I never, I didn't know what to expect coming into the year. Of course, not really doing. I mean, I did it before, but not actually coaching the team and making sure everything is right myself. Mm-hmm. So just, it's been a, a bit of a learning experience of learning what not to do, where to go, and also build relationships with other coaches around. So. That's that's pretty much a full-time job there, for real. <laughs> Absolutely. I know all about that. Um, let's talk a little bit about this uh, head coaching job you've got with Clark Montessori. So how did that come about? Uh, so, what, two, I want to say, like three years ago, I was at Clark, and I had to leave because I had my son, so I had to go to a, a better job. Um, then I got myself back back right and then last year I came back just to do assistant coaching and um during that process our head coach this year you know his son is going to the eighth his son is going to the seventh grade and he lives in Sycamore Uh so you know he just felt like that you know it was a lot more the kids need a lot more time a coach Uh that can give a lot more to him than what he had to offer at that time so he he kind of hand the reins over to me and the AD, and I'm appreciative, like, uh, Mr. Wiles and, and uh, Higgins at, at Clark for giving me the opportunity and trusting me, uh, you know, to take them on. Yeah, absolutely. So what's, so give me, give me kind of your, your, your vision and your, your mission statement with your program. Um, so we talked about, so what I've been doing right now is just basically trying to build my, my mission statement on what I want to do. Okay. Um, you know, because like you said, that, that's probably one of the most important things, and which what's really going to stick out to the players and to the uh, the parents when they when they hear about our program. Uh, so as far as I go, 
you know, I probably won't mention statement to be how I personally am, which is basically about, you know, consistency and, and what how we're going to work, you know, hardworking uh, and things like that, just making sure we, we, we do things the right way, handle it the right way. And also my sticker point is going to be where I came from, and that's defense. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it, it's pretty much, you know, a working process on, on that type of subject, but I'm getting there. Now, let me ask you this. So we just, you know, Wes Miller just got the head coaching job at the University of Cincinnati, and one of the immediate things he had to do not only was to jump in the portal, recruit kids, get kids to his program, but on top of that, he had to build a staff at the same time. So with you coming in as the head coach of Clark, you have to put together a staff. So how do you go about putting together a staff and that staff obviously has to sing the same song that you're singing in terms of your mission and your vision for the program. Right. Um, you know, that's the hard part because, you know, everybody doing interviews and everything like that, everybody's always going to say the right thing mm-hmm. and, and and try to, you know, try to give that, give off that vibe that, you know, they're of course they're the right person. But to me, it's, it's just about, you know, that feel, you know, like you told me, if if you if the feel ain't right and you don't trust it, then, then you should know. You know, that ain't it. And he shouldn't be – don't be hesitant to make decisions. Yep. So so for right now, you know, I've been lucky enough that to, to, to come across some great coaches. And I'm building my staff day by day uh, just just around people that I feel can, can, can make me better along with I can make them better. But also we can start a program from, from where we are and build it back to where we need to be. And my year five plan is by the fifth year that I'm here, we should be able to win a state championship. So mm, most it. of the people, most of the people that I'm that I'm interviewing, I'm that I'm letting them know up front that's the goal. So if that's the goal, then we also know that the work we got to put in to get there, and that's everybody. Absolutely. Do you plan to have any former Bearcats on your staff? Uh, so I'm, I'm working on getting Jeremiah Davis down here. Okay. Um, so that, that's my one Bearcat. Um, that I can, but Alex Sticks is on my um, uh, marksman. He's on my uh, staff as well. Okay. So Alex was the manager at UC yep. when I was there. Sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's a couple, and yeah, I think that's the only Bearcats I got. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, what do you in terms of? So, what's your philosophy? as a head coach in terms of player development, that's become such a big, right. A big term. And, and, and being, as I think about your career, I think about how skilled you were as a player. So what's your philosophy on player development? Oh, it's a simple thing. So coming up, that's that's really what I've been doing for the the past four or five years is basically training kids. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've kind of understood, well, I kind of understand now that that's probably the most important thing to me. So the first thing that I did about developing my kids was the most important coaches to me that I found were my junior high coaches mm-hmm. because those are the people, you know, the seventh and eighth graders before they get to high school, if you can get them with great coaches ahead of time and, and show them how you work, you know, because everybody thinks that, you know, they can play basketball, but then nobody wants to really work and work, you know, what it, you know, the hard work it actually takes to be successful. So mm-hmm. making sure that we preach that preach that to them while they're young, and, and not wait till we you know they get in high school and, and now we got to develop these kids. So my main thing with with developing kids is make sure I start them young, 
and yep. make sure I, I teach them, you know, the way how we want to play and how they post to prep. Because that's the most important thing, being consistent with prepping and being consistent with actually being in the gym all day long because that's what it takes to be successful. Yep. So so how do you – okay, you talked about kind of the future of your program. How do you approach it, Cash, when you're looking at the immediate? So starting year one, you obviously have to make sure you have realistic expectations for your team. And, you know, you're not going in saying, oh, I'm winning a national, you know, a, a, yeah. a state championship right away. We're, we're winning a con- – how, how do you approach that? Obviously, you got to look at your returning guys, and you've got to evaluate the program. So how do you approach year one? Uh, so it, it turned out to be a, a, you know, a big believer in God. It turned out to be a blessing. Um, the same kids that, you know, my returning um, – the starters from the last team that didn't graduate actually played on my AAU program, and I coached them all year. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a chance to actually build that relationship with them and, and build that chemistry with those guys and things like that. And, and, of course, we all understand, even them understand that, you know, the first year may not go as, you know, as everybody wants it and things like that. But we understand that if we work hard, that, you know, we, we're pretty young. We don't have many seniors on our team. So even even the coming year, we, I think we're only going to have one, one or two seniors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to be pretty young, but that's a pretty good thing for me because I yep. get a chance to actually develop and, and, and build my team, you know, for, for year on and year out. That's good. Now, now speaking of that, um, I, I want to segue into the Bearcat basketball program. Uh, we have a new coach, Wes Miller, with the Bearcats, and as we talk about the future and, you know, building a team, he seems to be doing a really good job of, getting players there, building his staff, kind of getting the energy built up. So um, outside looking in, what are your thoughts so far about Wes Miller and what he's done? Man, to be honest with you, I, love, I, li- I like him, not love him. I like him so far. Uh, I've talked to Chris. Uh, I've talked to Wes. I uh, mm-hmm. haven't been able to make it out there yet like they asked me to, but I'm going to get out there. Um, I, I like the way how they how they approached it. You know, not not to speak anything about the last coach, but you know, I felt we was a little more alumni, a little more isolated than I feel like we are now. You know, he mm-hmm. he made sure to make it. Uh, you know, for somebody who just take a college, you know, you just take a college job in some area, you know, to reach out to all the former players and, and get in contact with them and get their number. You know, that that means a lot. For you know sure. what I mean? You know, sure. he invited, you know, talked to Chris. He invited me and my kids out there to come, to come um, start to coach and, and visit and stuff. You know, that, that that went a long way for me. You know, mm-hmm. that just shows that, you know, he, he understands what, what it means, to what it, what it will take for him to be a Bearcat, man. Mm-hmm. And that's what he want to be. And I agree with you 100%. You know, you've got you to bridge that gap because there's so many, if you think about the former players, there's so many that just have, like, you know, different coaches, like you come from the, you know, the Mick Cronin era, and then you've got the Bob Huggins era, you got the Tony Yates era, and for that short period, you got the John Brandon era. So, so Wes Miller has to look at all those and go, look, we're all Bearcats at the end of the day. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you played for. And that's been, I think, one of the, one of the great things that he is doing is just trying to bring everybody in. It doesn't matter which coach you played for. You're going to come in. We're, we're all Bearcats. So and that, that's great to hear that um, they reached out to you. So you uh, you plan to get over there and uh, check out some games? 
Yeah, so uh, like I told him, uh, so when we was talking, I was just getting a job. And I was like, you know, I set up something with him to go up there. And then, you know, day by day, I found I find new uh, assignments or new responsibilities that I have that I didn't know about. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it's a learning process in that way, but just like finding time and making sure that I prioritize things and, and and do things the right way. So when I do get out there, I'm I'm fully covered on my other on my other job. Yep, I got you, man. Well, no, it's listen. It's great. Um, it's great to hear you got the job and you're starting that career. I know we had a great conversation. We talked a lot about you know building that culture and the mission statement of your program, and I think you're going to do a great job. Um, you're going to knock it out, and it's it's just I think it's even it's even sweeter that we've got former players getting involved with coaching, and that's whether it's the high school, the college, like Kenny Satterfield just got the job at Hughes. We were talking about that um, in Columbus, we, you and I were, yep. and he ended up getting that job. Um, Dermar Johnson is going to be joining the staff um, at UC. Kyle Washington. Like, it's just great to see everybody kind of, you know, finding their path and getting involved with basketball. It's something I think we're all very, very passionate about. And if you love it, um, I think you'll do well in it. And, you, and I know you love what you do. Yep, ain't nothing like it, man. Absolutely. Well, let's, listen, let's do this. Um, first of all, congrats. Um, and let's let's catch up as we get, you know, into the season. We can, we can wrap a little bit about Bearcat Hoops. We can also wrap a little bit about uh, your season and, and how you're doing. That sounds good to me. That sounds good, brother. Well, hey, good luck, man. Anytime you need anything, you want to bounce some stuff off of me, you got my number. Yes, sir. All right. I appreciate you coming on, Cash. We're going to catch up. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate All right, it. Take care. Yep, no problem. Bye-bye. All right. That was great to, to catch up with uh, with Cash. Um, now, also, so first, first, Cash gets the head coaching job, and then I started hearing rumors that Kenny Satterfield – was up for the Hughes High School job. And so I said, oh, man. And, and immediately I said, oh, I got to call Kenny. But I was traveling back from a, a AU tournament in Columbus, so I didn't really have time. And all of a sudden, my phone rings. It's Kenny. And I said, what's up? And he says, hey, man, got this new job. So he landed the head coaching job for Hughes High School here in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I told Kenny, I said, hey, man, I want to get you on the podcast, and I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, what you had to do to get that job and just kind of the vision you have for your basketball program. So we're going to give Kenny Satterfield a call and check in on his new head coaching job at Hughes High School. Bearcat fans. I want to welcome in this Bearcat great play for Bob Huggins from 1999 to 2001. Number 11, my guy, Kenny Satterfield. What up, KSAT? I'm good. How you doing, Mitch? Doing really well, doing really well, man. Hey, update the Bearcat fans, because I don't think enough of them know. Obviously, you were a great player. Tell them about your family, man. You've got some great kids that are doing great things. I appreciate that, Mitch. Um, I have three kids. Uh, my daughter's the oldest. She's a she's a sophomore this year at Xavier. Uh, my son KJ, he's in the middle. He was a sophomore this year at Oak Hills. And my youngest son is Christopher. He's in seventh grade. In all hoopers. 
All of them besides the youngest one. He 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 hoops when he wants to, and he's doing <laughs> art right now. So okay, okay, good good deal, man. Well, you're back in Cincinnati, man, and um, we're happy to have you back in the Natty. Um, and it's very very exciting, very exciting news. It got around yesterday. Everybody's pumped up. You are the new head coach at Hughes High School, man. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. And Ben, what's crazy is like Hughes is right next to UC. <laughs> Pretty much on campus. Right? That's crazy. So so explain, tell Bearcat fans how that all went down. What led you to Hughes? Uh, it's it's a crazy story, but um, some somebody had uh, – Mentioned my name, I guess, to some mm-hmm. people over at Hughes, I guess, as far as me becoming an assistant coach with them. Mm-hmm. And it went from them reaching out and asking me, will I be interested in, you know, the head coaching position? And I did the interview and it went well. And, you know, a few days later, they gave me a call and asked if I was, you know, if I was interested in being the next head coach. Nice. Easy as that. Pretty much. I mean, your 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 resume is, is obviously – you know, worthy of being a head coach. Um, let me ask you this. So so now that you're a head coach, you've got your own program, what's kind of like, what's your philosophy and what's your mission statement with your program? I mean, everybody says the same stuff, you know, hard work, um, you know, dedication. My my thing is, you know, we're going to be passionate. I'm going to get a, a great staff, put a great staff together that's passionate about basketball, that love to be in the gym. So I just want to, you know, find kids that, you know, love to be in the gym, love to be around the game, um, willing to learn. That's one of the biggest things, being open, because as as you know, being a young kid, you think you know everything and you don't. Yep. So, you know, just being willing to, you know, to, to learn from some guys that know what they're doing and can help you grow as a player. Absolutely. You just mentioned staff. Um, we, you know, obviously Wes Miller's the new head coach uh, with Cincinnati Bearcats, and he's done a good job of putting a staff together. So you putting your staff together, uh, two, two part question. Number one, how do you go about that? And then secondly, any Bearcats, former Bearcats on your staff? Um, the first part going about it is, you know, reaching out to some guys in the city that, you know, that, that know the kids real well, that know the city real well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was able to find that in, in my, in the first assistant I'm going to hire. And that's, um, he is a former Bearcat, Kevin Johnson. Nice. Yep. Yep. KJ. Yep. So I think he helps me bridge the gap a little bit between these kids because he's still pretty young. Yep. Um, he's a Cincinnati guy, and it's, and he's also you know he's commentating for um for UC. So that's something that the kids can look at too. That you know you can be successful in basketball without even bouncing the ball. Also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. That's a great hire. KJ's a great great dude, and I think he does what I know you're passionate about, and that's player development. And he yep. does a lot of work with individual stuff. And I know how passionate you are about player development. So what's your approach on um, that from a fundamental standpoint with your kids, man, getting them getting them better individually? Uh, starting from the beginning, you know, making sure guys, like, you know, can do the basic stuff, um, ball handling, shooting, and passing. Uh, we don't have to – everybody doesn't have to be a Steph Curry and shooting from half court. But you do want guys to be able to make open shots. Right. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of food. We're going to do a lot of shots up this summer. Um, and a lot of conditioning. Like, one of the things I noticed as I got older about a lot of the best teams I've been on, 
over the greatest teams I was on, we probably wasn't like the best conditioned teams in the country. Um, mm-hmm. As far as from me coming from high school to getting on that UC team, I mean, I just remember having guys on the team that was just unbelievably in shape. Like they can go all day and just hoop. Like a lot of kids can't even do that anymore. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. So, so is is that is that meaning you guys are going to pick it up full court a lot, push it, attack? Yeah, we're going we're going to pressure the ball a lot. Um, yeah. Like you, it does. You can't have small guards and, and sitting back. So mm-hmm. if you if you got some small guards, you need to have be pressuring the ball, causing as much havoc as you can, so your size is not affecting you on the other end. Mhm. So, so with you coming in first year, you're inheriting a bunch of guys. How do those players look that you have coming um, into your program? I'll, I'll get a good feel for everybody on Tuesday. I'm okay. Our, our summer workouts this Tuesday. Okay. Um, I heard I heard of some of the kids already. Uh, starting next week, once I have my full staff, we'll be sitting down every day. Um, we'll probably watch every game they played last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to get a feel for what some of the kids are really, really good at, and um, some of the stuff that they did well, you know, we'll in, we'll incorporate that into what we're doing. Um, don't want to just throw a bunch of new stuff at the guys, so we also want to see what they did last year that they like. Um, want to have fun too. That's one of the main things. I want these kids to enjoy this experience. Like I'm going to enjoy it. Yep, yep. And I'm sure with your name and also adding KJ to to the staff, and I'm sure you'll add others and style of play you're probably in the future going to have a lot of kids that want to come play for you so that that that's got to be exciting it's very exciting um having the conversation that i had already with uh with coach kevin it's been about that it's been you know once the word get around you know that i'm coaching and you know i got him on my staff and you know the player development that he already does and the stuff that i do i think just coming together like we can really help a lot of these kids whether they go to Hughes or not you know um we just want to help the city get better. Love it. Love it. Um, now, hey, I want to transition into an event you were just recently at. I know Huggins was in town and uh, was over at Milford High School. And uh, I know you were there and several uh, former players were there for a fundraiser. Um, and I know you, you know, stay in touch with Hugs. But but how was that event? It was great. It was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen some of those guys, I mean, a lot of us haven't seen people in a long time with COVID, but uh, some of them guys I haven't seen since I was a Bearcat. And I mean, by that, by when I had the uniform on, I mean, right. I haven't seen AD in forever. That was great seeing him. AD Jackson? Um, yeah. Yeah, that great was great dude. seeing him. Uh, I haven't, I I never really met Keith before, so that was great, you know, getting to meet some Bearcats that you heard of but never, you know, met. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Yep, and you know it's always a good time just being around hugs and, and hearing some of his stories and yep. those are the great those are some great days. We had some good times. What did you and Hugs talk about? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The, he just hugs is just hugs, man. I mean if, if people you know him, you know him. Yep. He's a great guy. Um you know you know hugs, he get around, he tell you he loves you. Uh if you need anything, give him a call. If he can help in any way he's gonna help. Um you know, I told him I was going up for the job. He told me to give him a call. Uh, I'm actually going to go down to West Virginia for a weekend and uh, sit, in, sit in a couple of his, you know, summer practices and try to steal some of his stuff and That'll bring it to you. That'll be good. That'll be real good. Um, I also saw you were there with uh, with Slim Dermar. 
DJ. Yeah, Demar, Demar Johnson, who's just been hired at us at UC, which is great. I'm happy for him. Yep. Uh, Steve Logan, my guy, yep. my backcourt mate. Yep. It, it, big Corey. <laughs> yep. Big Corey's blood. It, it was a good time. It was a really good time. That's good. What? So you just mentioned uh, we just talking about Slim here and uh, and him getting hired there. Um, it's well, first of all, it's great that they're bringing a former Bearcat. Um, on staff and Kyle Washington, who also played at, yes, at Cincinnati, yeah. is coming on staff. He's a great, great dude. Um, so let me let me ask you about that. What are your thoughts so far about Coach Wes Miller and what he's done, just as, in terms of like building a staff, you know, the recruiting? Because because now Kenny, you've got a program, so now you're building something. So I'm sure you're looking at others and and emulating things, but you're watching a guy right now having to build a program. So what, what's your impression so far about Wes Miller and what he's done? Uh, he, to one, for the first thing, he, he's very impressive to speak mm-hmm. to. Um, he, he gave, he gave me a call. He told me to, you know, come by uh, the school and meet him. I thought that was amazing right there off that, you know, mm-hmm. with you just being, you just being hired and so much going on that you, you know, or you opened your door up to the Bearcats already. I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching the staff that he put together, you know, the, the well-rounded staff. Um, he has a lot of experience on his staff. Guys been at big-time programs. They recruited big-time players. I'm um, pretty sure they got great relationships around the country. Um, he he looks like a worker. He looks like yeah. he looks like a bearcat man. To be honest yeah. with you, for sure, for sure. Him being young, single, no kids, married to the game. Yeah, he's fired up too. He's fired up to go. Um, <laughs> And he and he's he's a great guy to talk basketball with. You know, we had yeah. we had a great conversation, um, talking about the game now, talking about the game how it was back before. Um I, I think the Bearcats are gonna be very successful going forward with him. That's good to hear. So you plan to uh slide on over to some practices and some games this coming season? Oh, I'll be sliding over there a lot. I'll be having lunch over there with DJ a lot. <laughs> you got no choice with that, man. DJ's gonna pull you in. Yeah, I mean, and it's just it's good to like you know see what you know what the guys on the college level are doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, try to do some of that you know with the high school guys because hopefully some of these guys will be fortunate enough to play on that level. That's what we're, we're shooting for with our player development, so sure. we can develop some Division One guys and hopefully a couple of our guys can go right across the street and play at UC. Man, hey, listen, and and when I sat down with Coach Coach Miller, one of the things we talked about was looking at the talent that's in this community and how can the talent that's in this community stay here and play here. And I told him, I I think that's going to be a very important piece to his success moving forward. So hopefully he does that. And hopefully you have some guys. It's just a natural transition. Just walk across the street, right? Pretty much, pretty much. But with with that too, the the guys got to want to stay home, you know, especially the better guys in the city. You gotta want to play for your city. You gotta want to yep. play for your, you know, your town. Sure. Um, it seemed like when I was when I was a Bearcat, and I was and I say as a Bearcat, I'm always a Bearcat. But when I put the uniform on, it seemed like every kid in the city, that's all they wanted to do was be a Bearcat Absolutely. before they thought about going anywhere else. It was like since he had to tell you no first. Yep. Yep. So hopefully we can get it back to that. And I tell people that in in 2021, people don't understand that. Like I'm, I always tell them, like it was really like that. 
Like Man, people, everybody wanted to play for the Bearcats, and it was like, no, 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 no. You had to get a no from the Bearcats and then move on. Man, it was it was a time that uh, Coach Hugs put me and DJ together with um with BJ Grove, mm-hmm. and and we went and we played with uh, his Pittsburgh team. We played in Cleveland, and I guess we played against the, uh, it was a senior guard. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. And I guess he was pissed with me because I was going to Cincinnati and he wanted to be a Bearcat. So mm. it was it was like, I mean, the kid picked me up full court. He talked so much shit to me. I mean, I enjoyed the game. <laughs> I bust his ass, but I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it because I was like, wow, these guys are upset because we're, they feel like we're taking a scholarship going to their hometown school. I was like, shit, that, that's passion right there. Right. No, for sure. For sure. That's good stuff. Hey, and listen, um, I want to get you back on the podcast in the future, um, especially when basketball season starts up. And I want to kind of do um, two different things. One, I want to talk about, you know, how your team's doing, but then also talk about the Bearcats since you'll be going over there spending some more time. Just kind of get your insight uh, with the Bearcats. So we can do that periodically. And what most people don't know, you and I talk quite a bit. Yes, sir. Yes, we do. Yeah, we we talk all the time, and you you called me just the other day. That kind of sparked my my brain to think like, man, I got to get him on the on the podcast. So we do talk uh, quite a bit, and I appreciate your friendship. Yep, thank you. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, all good, my man. So, well, listen, man, I'll let you run, man. I know you got family stuff to do, so I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we're gonna, we're going to definitely catch up soon. I want to slide over and check out you know some of your practices and stuff too. You know, I'll be there. Definitely, doors open. All right, brother. Appreciate it, man. We'll be in touch. Yep. yep. All right. All right, Kenny. Later. All right. Um, two two really good interviews. Love hearing from Kashmir Wright and uh, Kenny Satterfield, two of our Bearcat legends. Um, and Stu, you've been watching Bearcat basketball for a long time. I mean, those those two guys right there, um, Cash and Ksat, are as good a guards as we've ever had. Oh, no the, doubt. Right? No doubt. I agree for sure. And it's going to be awesome to see them. You know leading a, a high school basketball program here in our city. Oh, no doubt, man. Especially uh, Kenny, man. That's pretty dope that, you know, Hughes is literally right next door yeah. to UC. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's literally in the same neighborhood. Uh, it's walking distance. So I think that's pretty dope, too. That is. That is. So it's, it's great, to, great to have these guys back. And like I said, um, next week we're going to kind of do the same thing and, and talk to James White and Ronald Allen. Um, first started this podcast I was talking to somebody about like how I should approach it and the great advice I got from somebody that does a podcast on a national level good friend of mine he told me find your lane find a lane with your podcast that nobody else is really doing and be really really good in that lane and what I found was you know, I could come on the podcast and talk about Bearcat basketball. That's that's easy for me. But to find these former players and what they're doing, because I know these former players mean so much to the Bearcat fans. Bearcat fans want to know, what's Kenny Satterfield doing? What's Cash doing? You know, what's D'Antonio Wingfield doing? It, so forth, down the line, all the way back to the, to the 80s. And it's been, it's been awesome to give them, these former players, the platform to tell their whole story. I mean, there are players that have come on this podcast and told their story from high school through college and after, and they've told me, 
you know, no one's ever asked me about that. He says, I played UC for four years and not one like media person, no one asked me my story. And he's like, this was awesome, like telling my story. And there were, there were parts of it that were just absolutely fascinating. So it's been really fun not only going, like I just didn't want to approach it as, hey, what are you up to? Blah, blah, blah. What do you think about the Bearcats now? Okay, that's cool. But tell us your story. How did you get to UC? How was your experience when you were at UC wearing the red and black? What are you doing now? So that's been fun. And I'm, I'm trying to stay in that lane and, and, and be really, really good in that lane. Hopefully Bearcat fans are enjoying that. So um, the Bearcat Basketball Podcast is presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG. And thank you for the support. Stu, another great podcast. Very good. Another very good podcast. <laughs> another very good. Um, and uh, Stu, uh, I think uh, Colin is becoming that star that we all thought he would be. Yeah, he's becoming everything we knew he could be. That's right. That's right. And um, also, quick update, I did not win the first round of the uh, Vaximilian Lottery. Mm. Um, there will be more opportunities. Yeah. And then my restaurant, The Shoe, will slowly happen. Mm. It's coming. At the shoe, right? At the shoe. The shoe. Right, the shoe at the shoe. Yes, yes. We're, we're going to be serving. we got to get a banana bread, too. Oh, Bob Huggins banana bread? No, no, I mean. Oh. No. It's got to have some bourbon in there and some whiskey. <laughs> like, you know, a little, yeah. throw a little flavor in there. <laughs> you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. On Snapchat, Big Meach 41 and I'm on TikTok, and every week I say I'm going to put up a video, mm-hmm. and I don't. And you don't. I think that's just going to be the running joke for a while, that I'm going to put up a video, and I don't. Yeah. What well, do you think? Yeah, but when you put that first one out, <laughs> they're not going to be ready. Ooh, you better watch out. Ooh. Ooh, what do you think of those vocals? You got to sign me up. Yeah, you gotta take some singing lessons with your piano lessons. Oh, you need to get, just pull a whole Stevie Wonder. Oh, let me. Okay, let me let me update real quick. So, uh, I reached out to a guy about taking piano lessons. He sent me. I said, Hey, can you email me like pricing structure and all this? This dude sends me like the most elaborate like breakdown of what he does, <laughs> and it was like in this PowerPoint presentation. I'm like, This dude is like Mozart. Like he's on point. And I'm like, I've got to work with this guy. Right. Like, he is so meticulous. So I will be taking piano lessons in June. I'm going to sign up for the first eight sessions. And apparently, part of the first eight, I've got to learn how to read music. Learn how to read a little music first. So that might take eight sessions, knowing my <laughs> dumb man. So at some point, we're going to have a band. Okay, I'm going to be the piano guy. You're going to be the guitar. Also vocals. Stu will be the Luther Vandross <laughs> of the group. Right? Yes, Good. And we need to come up with a name for the band. We don't have to say that now. I was going to say, I don't want to rush that. Don't, we can't rush that. Can't, That's can't like the banana that. bread. You got to yeah. put that in the oven and just let it. Yeah, let, let it cook. Let it bake. Just now? Nah, 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 nah. Don't, don't hit, don't hit the meat. We, we, we got to let it bake a little bit. Let it gotta cook. Let, <laughs> we got we to let it bake. You ain't lying about that. As always, I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Go Bearcats! Bearcats. Ooh, all three of us said that.